0: everybody it's your girl Queenie and thank you for joining me for another episode of Bar Toss the Podcast and you are about to uh, listen to uh, you know part two of our discussion um, you know between survivors of the domestic violence and life after the you know the trauma that they have endured Um, conversations are already going you're going to jump in right where we are kind of talking about the flip and how uh, the abuser, manipulator, narcissist, um, how that individual person, uh, even the borderline, how those individual people or that person can um, somehow make you out to be the reason why all of this is happening. Um, And whenever we find ourselves in that situation, we tend to try to appease them. And we try to go the extra mile to uh, satisfy them and we forget about our own needs. Um, it's easily done. Uh, we become very twisted and um, it's very unfortunate that it happens to many of us. But um, if you're listening, know that you're not alone. This is Domestic Violence Awareness Month and I want to make sure that you realize that your story um, is you know is it's it's valid and your feelings are justified and i hope that we're able to leave you with information to know how um if you are ready how you can exit so um, without further ado join us conversation is already in progress um hopefully you're picking up from last week and um and hopefully you get something from this because it's really crazy out here right now. And I just don't want any more of, of, of us, of you, to continue to go through and put up and tolerate and stay long-term with abusers. So um, enjoy the conversation.
1: That's right. And then they turn it back around and then become the victim.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And now we're questioning ourselves when driving to work. Mm-hmm. Man, and now we're mm-hmm. we're trying to be super nice. You know, I love you, right? And now we're cooking extra chicken bones and we're doing mm-hmm. all this other stuff because yeah. they told us that this was our fault. Mm-hmm. And even though we knew it wasn't, but mm-hmm. they found a way because of that one thing that we said, or that one thing we didn't do, or that one that one time we didn't make love to them, mm-hmm. and they found a way to say it's because of this. And now we're like. I mean, it did happen. But well, let
1: me do more of that. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it's not,
1: <laughs> and it's something else. Right. I
0: mean, it, it, it's
1: uncanny. You said the narcissistic person has an element. And I think that a lot of us, it's not just, I don't want to say just a narcissist, but I'm going to say an abuser. Abuser, yeah. There is a huge disparity. And what I, what I found come to find out, we have overdosed in this country of ours with low Mm. self-esteem the people who present with this type of behavior have suffered with low self-esteem at one point in their life absolutely and then someone built them up with it yeah and so they got almost i want to say a self-esteem high grandiosity honey and they, they they grasped it over into all of those persuasive behaviors, the grandioso, the entitled sense of self, all of this. But what they have learned, what they did not forget was how to recognize other people who have the same low self-esteem. Absolutely. And they use our Mm self-esteem to whip us with it. Yeah. Because it's never about us. It's always about them making themselves feel better. Mm-hmm. And I got to have somebody that I can step on to do it.
0: Yeah. You, you know, I'm I'm gonna say this and we're gonna go to break for a second, ladies. Um you're so on point with that. Um my personal experience was uh I mean I come off as a strong kind of you know you know happy person and you know life is what it is and always finding the positive in it all right and and that's really who I am my sister can vouch it's true who I am um to a fault <laughs> and um I think there's a part well he did tell me he resented me so I don't want to say that I think because he told me he resented that he resent, resented my resiliency he resented the fact that no matter what came my way I could just bounce back mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. he resented those things about me uh because I was much like you Shay very happy all the time that was a threat to him it bothered mm-hmm. exactly him because that was not who he was and he and and he was like he used to be like i know you're gonna be just fine everybody loves you you're gonna be just fine you know um i, I didn't have to come in and take care of anything because you 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 didn't mean you had somebody else so it made me feel guilty yeah and i'm like <laughs> but i have a lot of genuine relationships with people and he lacked that he pretended but he really lacked it you know and mm-hmm. i and i noticed that um so I I think he tried to attack my self esteem. Um so he hit me with let me see all your stretch marks. I want all them. Mm-hmm. Right? those backhanded uh,
2: comments. Yeah,
0: yeah, he hit me with that, right? And I'm like, okay, well, I mean, you know, I do got some stretch marks and I mean, I lost weight, you know. Yeah, you know, so he would he would point that out. I didn't need him to point that. Out. I remember saying it like I don't I mean, I I'm good with my body <laughs> you know you knew I was this size when you came at me right and I would I would say that later on I saw I realized what he was doing and um so the self-esteem he tried to he tried to chip at it figure it out because again you know I always had these little weird haircuts and I you know very confident you know I show up and you know it don't, it don't matter I if I'm here I'm supposed to be here right and that's how I felt like I I was invited I'm here right <laughs> and That would bother him my confidence and um, that I could get into all these places and deal with all these people and I love to run and work out and so he attacked that part. And I'll never forget him saying um, I had when I lived with him for a very short period of time. um, That's a whole different story, but uh, uh, He said to me, he said to me, well, You have to choose whether you're going to be out here running with, you know, your running group going to work out or if you're going to choose your family. So he coerced me and, and, and mm-hmm. he made me feel like me going to so the thing I love, which is keeping myself healthy. Right. Um, I had to choose and I realized I wouldn't get up in the morning to go work out or I would have to lie about when I was going to work out. Right. Cause now he was in competition with the workout. And then when I moved out of his home, and he visited me at my different place, he sat in my car or somewhere and he said, I mean, you're the biggest person I've ever been with. Mm. And I still am with you. Let me tell you something. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell y'all something. (laughs) I was already on my way out the door. (laughs) So (laughs) I was saying to myself, girl, I can't even tell y'all what I really said. However, um, basically it clicked. Like you have been trying to find that sore spot for me. That spot that's going to make me feel some kind of way. He told me he really wanted, to, he always wanted to sleep with my cousin. Mm. And all this is when I was already on my way. Again, I was already packed up mentally. Like okay, but now he's revealing himself and he's mm-hmm. using these things to make me feel some kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, either to hurt me or to, or for me to feel so insecure that I come begging him back. I would. I was hurt by it, but it hurt me enough to say goodbye.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: um, so I, I, I shared that story because he tried to find my weakness
1: mm-hmm.
0: and self-esteem is what I think he's used to because he used to tell me about mm-hmm. all these other women and their bodies and one got one became fat and one did mm-hmm. this. And So I came into the relationship with him sharing these things. I already heard it. So then when he flipped it on me. I was like wait a minute you know and I, and I did I start feeling like maybe I'm not pretty enough for him but as soon as I walk out the door you know I so getting attention wasn't an issue so I realized it was just mm-hmm. him playing with my head and, mm-hmm. I, and I refused to allow it to happen so if anyone mm-hmm. has listened to this um and and as Shay shared those backhand comments and as Patricia alluded to you know that self-esteem these things we got to we, I mean, we gotta, we gotta check them. We gotta check them. We gotta recognize them. We gotta understand why we're allowing these people to say and do what they're doing in our life and we're still connected to them. We're holding on even tighter. It's not healthy. So ladies, we're gonna take a break. Um Bartalk's family, we're gonna take a, a break and we will be right back. Okay, family, we are back. Um, with part two of this. And um, ladies, I know we have, we have talked a lot tonight. We've um, probably had some triggering uh, responses internally to some of the things that we're sharing around this room. Um, but I want to move forward just a bit. Uh, and I want to talk about, um, you know, did you uh, were you made to feel as if um, when the relationship was falling apart, that it was all of your fault or that you were the problem. Um, it's falling apart because you X, Y, Z. Did you any, either of you ladies experience that? Yes.
1: I, I can remember saying you know, it's, it's woe is me. The world isn't right if Pat's wrong. Pat's always wrong. Pat can't do nothing right. Pat don't never ever do anything right. It's always me. And, you know, you do walk away with that feeling that, you know, no matter what you do, it's never going to be good enough. No matter how you are, it's never going to be enough. You know, so at some point, after much tears and crying, You know, when you... uh, And I I think sometimes people know who you are. I'm the type of person that I give something. I am so loyal. I'm loyal to a fault, all right? And I will give something, you know, 210%. Because when I squeeze the trigger on done, I literally realize I have done everything Mm -hmm. I possibly could do. So I feel that when i squeeze that trigger and say i'm done i can walk away with a clean conscience knowing that i gave it my everything and everything was not good enough
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i'm okay with that
0: yeah
3: yeah yeah I, I felt like making- i felt like um like i couldn't do anything right and i felt like on pins and needles like dude, what can I say? You know, I don't want to say the wrong things. Mm-hmm. You know, what is he going to say if I say this? Or if he asked me a question and I didn't know to quite understand what he was asking me, he would make me feel dumb. Like he would look at me like, girl, you don't know nothing. That I mean, just giving me these ugly little looks and like rolling his eyes at me like, do I have to explain everything to you, you know? And I would be on pins and needles like, okay, do I say something? Do I not say something? You know, I was so scared to say things and to do things because everything, he would just shoot everything at me. Like it was all me all the time. So maybe me feel some type of way. Right. What about you?
4: Uh, I was made to feel like it was my fault um, for everything. Uh, when I decided to break free and get my own apartment, I was told that I said to him, I said, are you telling me in this eight-year marriage that everything that has happened is my fault? You had no, you, you, did not, none of your actions caused me to want to leave. He said, no, you left because you wanted to leave, because you've always wanted your own place, because you told me you've never had your own place, again, using the things that i shared with him from my past against me. Mm -hmm. Um, telling me you always wanted your own place ever since you went to go visit your sister for three, four days, and she had her own place, then you came back here and you wanted your own place ever since. He said, no, you left because you wanted to leave, and nothing, I did nothing. I was present, I was willing to fight for the marriage, and you abandoned the marriage. And That was hard for me because I know that I tried every single thing. So then, of course, once I broke free, he comes back and says, we're going to restore our marriage. We're going to restore the marriage. You're in your place. I'm in my place. We're going to make it work. But as soon as he couldn't get a key or what have you, then it was my fault. So now I have abandoned the marriage again, and everything's my fault. He told his mother, his sisters, and they believe him because they're just as crazy as he
2: is. Yeah. Yeah, I can relate to that situation wholeheartedly. Yeah, it's
0: crazy. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. Um, I think I, I can relate so much to you, Shell. Uh, I was told that once I ended it several times because you know you ended a couple times, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's just be real. Let's be real. So we do that push pull. We ended a few times. Sometimes we ended in our mind and our body's still there. Right, yeah, yeah. sometimes we end it out of here and we're gone, and our mind's still there. Right, yes. <laughs> sometimes our mind and our body walk all the way out of the door, move all the way across town or across to a different state. And I'll be doggone if we don't find our, mm-hmm. ourselves pulling them where we are. Yeah. You know Amen. It? <laughs> yes. there's this thing that goes on in the ending cycle.
3: Yes. <laughs> I nice. went back to
0: get him, yes, I went yes. back to get him. Like, oh, yeah. he had left. Yeah, and and we the go over. I we went back. Back. We yeah, go back. Yeah, I went back. Yeah. It's that. It's it because the narrative that we have been we've been convincing ourselves is it, we're so confused. We 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 know it's wrong. Mm-hmm. We know we don't. We know we want it to be over, but the over usually is we want the pain to stop. We want the behaviors to stop. It ain't because we don't love them. Want to be with them. That's normally not it. We typically love them. Genuinely love them. Mm-hmm. But that. Mm-hmm. That behavior, it can't stop because of mm-hmm. who they are—the personalities that we're talking about, the manipulators, the imposters. This is who they are, and we Over stay overt. This is who they are, malignant or otherwise. This is yeah. who they are, and
4: we stay because we think we try to hold on. If I just hold on, and they know that I still love them. They're going to change. If they're going to wake up and say she loves That's me. Uh, you know, she loves me and I'm just going to change. They're not going to change. And then you have people, the church people, you know, because we we're, were in the church uh-oh, and the people uh-oh. in church saying, God, saying y'all, so, y'all are so cute together. Y'all make a cute couple. Yeah. And in my mind thinking to myself, you don't know the living hell that's going on in my house when we leave this church house on Sunday. And when they see us, oh, y'all so cute. And this and the third oh, y'all got to make it work. And the pastor preaching. And so now you feel like, oh, Lord, they're preaching about marriage and, and they're saying, make it work. Mm-hmm. and then you got the church people saying make it work mm-hmm. if somebody man like, like Patricia said that, that gut feeling you get you can't worry about people telling you at the church house because the people at church will make you feel guilty about leaving mm-hmm. you just got to go because while you living in a living hell they still up in the church trying to figure their life out too while you living and living hell at home, they have no idea what you are dealing with. Absolutely, and it's it's, it's, it's hard like to it's, something like this because you stayed. They're gonna come yeah. to your funeral. Oh, well, 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 well. well we pray
1: mm-hmm. for. Yeah, it, it's it's hard to make the choice to leave. It isn't easy. It's very hard. It's, it's very not hard. Easy. Very a hard. A lot. Of, a lot of women. It's very hard. It's stuck there. Mm-hmm. And see, I, I I counsel and I tell women. Before you ever leave physically, you have to leave mentally. You have to. You have to mentally prepare and mentally do the work inside Mm -hmm. to prepare yourself to leave because it is traumatic to leave because irregardless to whatever, and we've talked a lot about dysfunction right here, Mm -hmm. right? But dysfunction is what we come to know as normal. And so a lot of times when you leave the dysfunction, sometimes you feel more dysfunctional because you don't have the dysfunction to distract you. Mm -hmm. And now you sit with just yourself. So you have to be mental. You you have to do your work inside to get a grip of what is healthy. Mm -hmm. What does that even look like, feel like, smell like for you? Mm -hmm. And once you do your internal work, then you can make a comprehensive decision as to what is it you need to do for you. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Because yeah. At the top of the recording. I think I said that when, when Queenie was asking, um, to us to introduce ourselves. And I said that even though I have left, I still feel like a prisoner. In my own apartment that I'm paying rent for, mm-hmm. that I put the key in the door every day and it's just me, and I still feel like a prisoner to the abuser. Mm-hmm. And he ain't even he didn't here, he ain't even worried mm-hmm. about me. Mm-hmm. But my mm-hmm. mind oh my god, what if I go to the store mm-hmm. and he, I'm mm-hmm. not at home at six o'clock? What if it's dark out and he th- and he walks past or he mm-hmm. comes around the corner of his car and my car's yeah. not there? Yeah. He comes up the street you know, and and that's that trauma bond, that's that, mm-hmm. like you said, that's still, I'm still being held okay, hostage yeah, in I my was... mind, even yes. though I have left that. that environment, I'm still being held hostage in my yes. mind by the
2: abuser. Yes. Say, and, and, and the recent year, that was me last year. This year, it felt like um somebody opened a cage and I was let out. Mm-hmm. I would say, um, because I separated uh, July 2016. And I played that roller coaster because I felt bad. I left, I put him out. And he always gave false hopes of being back together. But long story short, uh, 2020, ni- 2019 was when my divorce finalized, March 25th. 2020 was when I got out of the cage. I realized doing things that I want, I find it myself first. Yeah. i forgot everything that he liked finding everything that revol- revolved around him i actually had to find myself again find the things that i enjoyed doing find the things that made me happy and i slowly was like coming out the, the the cage was unlocked i still was in there scared as i i started to find myself again and find things that i found joy in found things that people surrounded people who genuinely love me not me um having to put things in oh you gonna love me finding those um like-minded people and it's like I was able to come out of that cage and uh, mm. I still was looking around like is he here is he gonna bite me or mm. and it's, I was able to come out and it's like "Whew!" I got let out I prayed I, I got on my knees every night I said God I wanted out for a long time I always say my my mind and my heart was on two different streets mm-hmm. I, I said to myself as soon as I would get to the door it was like something like a hook in my back pulling me back in to be tormented. And I said, God, just free me. I, I want to be free. I don't want, I don't want to feel this no more. I don't want my world to revolve around what he thinks or is he going to get me Am my own eggshells and my own pins and needles. And once I got out of that cage, it was like, like a, a new release, like a, a convict out of jail. It, it felt like, whew, everything around me felt new. Like, I'm thinking like, oh, what, what are these people's ulterior motives? Are they out to hurt me? Like what? And then like, genuine people and surrounding myself with like-minded people and like going through uh coaching and therapy mm-hmm. that helped me traumatically mm-hmm. not dramatically dramatically excuse oh, me yeah and it was like once you're able to find yourself again and pour into yourself because mm-hmm. we always use the terminology self-love and a lot of us it's just talk when you actually try to love yourself how you try to love that narc it's like whoa I was missing out like I'm looking for somebody to fill that and fill that void in me. And I I'm the person that can actually do that. And when you actually take that time out to love on yourself and actually pour that love that you try to give to them and to yourself, it's no, it's no greater feeling Mm
1: -hmm.
2: love on yourself, how you was trying to love on them. Mm -hmm. And it's like, genuinely love on yourself, how you were trying to love Mm -hmm. on that person. And it's like, that is, that'll become a thing of the past. It's like they don't even matter. Nothing that 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 trauma bond and that soul tie will break eventually.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I think that when you have this, rom- like, you have this, like, you romanticize about falling in love and someone loving you and being mm-hmm. there for you and all this other stuff. Um, you're preoccupied with f- searching for that versus. Loving yourself enough to know better when you don't get it. You you know what I mean? Like understanding your value and your worth and what, what I, what I personally see happening sometimes with those of us that experience um, relationships with people uh, that are are, um, narcissistic or manipulative Mm -hmm. is they build you up. And then they drop you down so low, but because they pull you up so high, you hang on to their every work because they're showing you that thing that you've been dreaming about. They're showing you that amazing love and you're on this ride. And when they drop you so low, you sometimes begin to question your own value. hmm because you were worthy of, I mean, they took you all around all their friends. They, everyone knew that you were their, be- you were their wife before you were their wife. And you did one thing wrong, like a kid, right? You mm-hmm. didn't say something right, or you didn't look th- at them right, or you didn't reward them or whatever it was. And they dropped you so low. That is so now you begin. So they devalue you and, and you re- sometime repeat it because in your head, you, you start questioning your own value.
1: Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? No matter, and, 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 I, and I think we just become so preoccupied with trying to get them to love us again, right? Get us, get us back to that place of that. It's this intoxicating, unhealthy affair that we have with needing to be loved
1: mm-hmm.
4: by
0: this person or sometimes by anybody. Anybody.
4: Nice. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he by, told amen. me to my face that I had no worth. He said, "You." he read me a letter and he said, in the letter, he said, you have no worth. And when I called him on it, he said, oh, I didn't mean that you didn't have any no worth. I mean, self-esteem was low. That's what I meant when I said you have no worth. And I'm like, no, you told you meant, me I had no worth. You meant that. Like you heard the words. I know and I I'm heard like, you said. meant Just what you said. And of course, you know, the back and forth with these men, you know, these abusers, Oh, no I didn't mean that you're crazy I know what I meant uh, then you did not now now you get engaged them and say you're arguing with them now you're even though you know that. you heard them
0: correctly yeah yeah and you know you know we've learned ladies. see we're mature enough now we can talk about it and we can help other people right mm-hmm. um and I, I we're, we're not so I don't want anyone to, to believe that we're 100% healed in any as we're still right. here this is a this is a constant journey it's like being uh, a drug addict Every day of your life, from the moment that you become sober, you are continuing that journey of trying to remain sober. Every day you are recovering whatever it was, right? So I am a recovering uh need to please, people pleaser. I am a recovering uh a toxic empathy person, right? I'm every day I have to consciously work on myself because i do not want to wind up in another snare with anyone like this doesn't matter if it's a love relationship or even a work relationship. i mean you know even at jobs sometimes we have to know when it's time to go
1: Oh, girl yes girl i I used to say
0: all the time sometimes being on a toxic job is like being in a toxic relationship exactly like right now we're all in a toxic governmental spat Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. We're all being triangulated. Mm-hmm. We're all, you know, there's flying monkeys all around. Mm-hmm. And we're all talking politics. You know what I mean? And and so these relationships, these relationships, work, intimate, mm-hmm. social media. <laughs> we have to learn the signs for us to know when we need to get off the ride. Because those are the things that have kept us in those unhealthy relationships, right? So Boundaries, those of you just listening, start, start really looking at your boundaries, yes. healthy boundaries, the vow that you make to yourself about those boundary, boundaries and don't break those vows. And if you happen to break them, you need to jump back up and reestablish yourself, mm-hmm. put them boundaries back up. Because the more you practice it, the more you do it, people are not going to be, be happy about it. They're going to be upset with you because they can no longer run over you. They can no longer come and drink from your well, yes. but you put those boundaries in place to protect you from continuing yes. to go through whatever vicious abusive cycle that you find yourself in or anything you've ever gone through in the past. We're mature now. We are, we've, we've been through it. We've gone through it. We've seen it. Some of us have gone through it a couple of times. I had an ab- abusive mother uh, and I found myself in a couple abusive relationships. I also found myself early on when I left the abusive mother. So I want, I want you young folks to hear this. When I left the abusive home at an early age, the first serious relationship I got into, I became the abuser mm-hmm. because I was repeating what mm-hmm. I saw and interpreted as love and when he wasn't loving me that way, I began to force the behavior that I'd picked up from my mother on him. And I was the abuser. Mm-hmm. And verbally, I, I yeah, mm-hmm. it, was, it was like, I mean, you know, I was challenging him on everything and I would tell him that he wasn't a man. And this is what I saw my mother do to her men. Mm-hmm. And best relationship I ever possibly could have had, I ruined it. So I learned that toxic breeds toxic and you have to put a stop to it and so when we grow up and then we wind up again on the flip we're in a relationship with an abuser and we're the submissive and we're passive and we're trying to make it work if we're not careful we will become the very thing that we're in that house fighting so i'm sharing this with you young people because y'all ain't lived long enough yet to probably get the same experience that i have and, and the ladies that are in the room with me have got to truly be honest with yourself and check your environment and see if the behaviors that you're either accepting or you are producing is from the environment that you came from or that you're currently sitting in. Be careful with that. This is how those cycles perpetuate themselves and they continue to show up in our life and we don't understand what's going on. Why is this happening? And we want to blame everyone else. Some of it is because we have pulled in some of that toxicity and negativity, that baggage that we picked up somewhere and we're carrying it right on. I know I did it. I carried it into an into a beautiful relationship and I and I ruined it. I ruined it. Um now
4: and we gotta do our due diligence too. I mean yes. young people gotta do their due diligence because when I went to family events, people were talking, I was like, Oh, I just love it. Ask questions. They ain't talking like that because They're just talking. They're telling you the truth about this person and their family or whatever. Do your due diligence and ask questions because had I asked the right questions, I wouldn't have jumped in at nine months. Mm.
1: And there's another thing, young people, if I can just just be transparent, you know, abuse comes in very persuasive. What do I mean by that? The joke that isn't funny. The key, key, key. Well, I was just joking. Well, help me to understand Mm -hmm. how you calling me a name is a joke. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. mm. I I didn't catch Mm -hmm. the funny in that, so show me funny is that oh but but patricia you are being too sensitive we, we got to start we got to start stopping it right. With, right when it yes. happens yes. yes yes abuse is very persuasive yes. Yes. It's, like, it's like smoke you ever seen the car in the winter when they, they turn yes. on the exhaust that's how abusive it, yes. it happens just like that and it stays yes. you can just cut it off when you see it when you know somebody across your boundaries they're going say something about the way you look or mm-hmm. or, or where you said something, mm-hmm. you, be, excuse me, you talking to
0: who? that. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But Patricia,
0: to... Patricia, oh. Patricia, let me ask you now, because you know, some of these people are going to hear this. They're going to say, um, you just wear your, your feelings on your sleeve, Patricia. You're no, just... I'm
1: not. I'm holding, I'm holding a candle to my values yeah. and my boundaries. And guess what? You get to choose. Yes. If You choose to deal with me. Yeah. This is what comes with that. You can make another choice and i'm good with that yeah you, you gotta be good with what you're good with yeah you can't compromise and sacrifice your sanity for 15 minutes of fame. Mm-hmm. i
4: did that i did that and i saw that he wasn't his family wasn't loving he wasn't loving towards his mother they never hugged they never and i hugged his mother and she was cold as ice and i was just like oh he was like this is how she is but then after i got in and started talking to his cousin who doesn't really care for them then she told everything. Well, this is how we are. We've always been this way. They're just not loving And I'm like, you know, even if you don't ask questions, pay attention. Pay attention. attention.
1: Pay attention. It will don't, tell you,
4: you will see how people are. And the whole family is the same way. They don't embrace, they don't hug, they don't, they don't even like each other. What did Madeline
1: Angel say? When people show you oh, who they, they are, are. Believe, believe them, believe, believe it. Them. Don't see it through rose colored glasses. Yes. Don't see it for just what it is. Yeah, don't let, okay. don't let, because he's cute
4: and you love him and, 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 yeah. oh, he's so, no, you, you gotta pay attention. Cause I'm telling you, everything I'm seeing now that I've seen, looking back on that
1: hindsight,
4: I'm like, you was crazy all the time. But because I was like, like, like Patricia said, had them ro- rose colored glasses on, I was in love. I just want to be with somebody. He was cute. You smelled good. you praising God in church. And so I'm, I'm like, okay. No, you, you have to pay. When people show you, yes, believe them.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what it was for me, and too. That's like- where they came from.
4: Yeah, he was, you know,
3: he was like, I've, you know, I've been praying for like someone that, you know, loves God, goes to church, knows the word and da, da, da. Well, I mean, you know, Satan can bring them too, but he was fine. He had the pretty eyes, everything, everything I wanted. This man was, and I mean, he would call me and we would have Bible study. I'm saying, oh my gosh, no man's ever called me. We had Bible study. (laughs) Oh my gosh, yes. And then when he came here with me, you know, I would get up out of my room and come out here and I would see him on his, on his knees praying. I said, this is what I'm talking about. This got to be him, God, this has got to be him. And then all of a sudden he showed me somebody I didn't know. That's that wolf and sheep's club. Yes, yes, I mean, charming. Her. He was yes. so charming. My friends loved him. You mm-hmm. so, Nikki, oh my gosh. He is it. he, he is such a loving
4: man. yeah. My friends I, were I, the I, same way. My sister was the same
0: way when she met him. Queenie said, Oh girl, oh girl, will you? <laughs> he had them all food. Let me yeah. tell you. The I wasn't around him long enough. Go ahead, Patricia. I'm the, sorry. The
1: representative can stay out. Yes. Nine to twelve months to eighteen months. Mm -hmm. Mm. you have to be careful because the representative is what you fall in love with. What do I mean by that? We fall in love with the package. Mm -hmm. With that grandiose false image. It can can stay out almost two years. And then you get in it, you get in the thick of it. Then you realize the sticky glue that's on the inside. Yeah. And and, it don't look cute. I, I love the way, um, Queenie, you talked about the young women, but I want to say some of us older women, who are who have been yeah. in relationships before, mm-hmm. you're 50, you're, I'm 60. Yeah. If you're in relationships, and sometimes if you're lonely, you yeah. will tumble right back to when yes. you were a teenager.
0: Yeah. Especially when you meet that makes you feel like a like exactly. you're exactly.
1: Yes. The same yes. thing would So, us older girls, you gotta still be very mindful. Mm-hmm. The man who's praying and coming to church and looking all good,
0: careful about that baggage. Let me tell you, yeah. careful about that let, thing. Let, 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 you know, Patricia, you hit it. Let, let, you know, I, um, there's a re well, I'll just share this part <laughs> of my story. <laughs> <laughs> I have to be careful. <laughs> um, my, ex, so what you're saying is so true, right? They, they got this package, right? Well, um, one of my previous recordings, I kind of said yeah, the, the package I, I ran from it for four years, child, whatever. I don't want, I don't want a part of this foolishness, right? But, um, I had one hit, well, his, one of his only friends that was really hanging out with him at the time when we did start dating, <clears throat> Pulled me to the side. And he said, he got this big house. He got his Mercedes. He got his good job. He retired military. He did all this for here and Queenie. He got nobody.
1: Mm-hmm. like
0: Definitely. nobody is knocking at his door mm-hmm. this, is his, this was his best friend his cousin mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the guy mm. and I was like what are you I said well I don't know I mean that's what he said I don't you know because I didn't I didn't want to play investigative reporter right mm-hmm. journalist mm-hmm. Um, I felt like I needed to but I was overriding my intuition mm-hmm. Mm-hmm because I didn't want him to feel that I didn't trust him. Cause you know, we want them to think, we want them to feel that we trust them. So mm-hmm. we give them free reign, do whatever you want to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but the signs were there mm-hmm. and the cousin was trying to wake me up. Mm-hmm. He was trying to wake me up without throwing his boy completely under the bus. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I was about to move out there, here comes the second that I I had already seen many things, but the cousin came again and he said, you want to give up living in Virginia with your kids and y'all comfortable to move out to Akikete with this fool. (laughs) (laughs) And I laughed it off like, what are you talking about? but he was trying to warn me because mm-hmm. he had already seen how many women had moved to this man's house. Mm-hmm. How many had left his house. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see what I'm saying? So he mm-hmm. really was trying and, and later on, you know, after we, we talked and he was like, Queen, I was trying to save you. He said, you were too good of a woman for this fool. Mm-hmm. And he said, I, I saw you loved him, but i seen and he was naming them, just peeling off these situations. Mm-hmm. He wow. Witnessed. And he was like, they didn't have kids, Queenie. You had kids. So mm. he was trying to save me from putting my kids in mm-hmm. a mess. Now, mind you, you know, for those that's listening that know me, that know my story, probably remember when I moved out there. I stayed out there for about two months. The day I moved out, I knew I was the day I moved there, I knew I was moving out the same day. I showed mm. up. And you know how they you know how you know you know how to do. Mm-hmm. Up, and immediately he was. I'll come home when I'm ready. Mm. You tripping. I'm at the bar with my friends. I ain't effing tell you to come out here. Oh, it was ugly. I'd given up everything showed up at his door and he acted a fool. And then when I decided to pack up my things, I was leaving. I ain't tell you to leave. <laughs> All my things are in my car. What am I? The confusion, you know, put me in such a vulnerable state and I used to blame him for that, but you know what? I put myself in that situation, mm. cause the signs, the flags, everything came. was there. But yeah. because of love, and because I was trying to give it a chance, I, I loved him. This was not a question. I was very genuine in my love for him. Would have given it all up. Actually, I did. Right. But what did I really receive in return? Nothing but a man to tell me you're gonna pay twelve hundred dollars a month, because it's it's. 50, 50. <laughs> it, wait, no, 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 $1,200 a month. That was about all his mortgage. $1,200 a month because that's, that's $500 less than what you've been paying where you live. I didn't even I didn't know this until, the, until I moved out. I had no idea this was even the agreement. You know, <laughs> I didn't even know. I didn't, where, where did that sign this foolishness at? You know what I mean? Um, but this is the stuff that even strong women, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. most of the time they're looking for women that have something going for themselves so that they can tell them they really don't have anything going for themselves so they can bring them down and demean them Mm
2: -hmm.
1: but
0: they look for people that have a bright light Mm. so they can and again now mind you i'm not talking about just any abuser but any abuser will take anybody and abuse them but there's Mm -hmm. a there's a particular kind of person that a nart wants
2: i'm gonna break you up yeah, they want to shine in light
0: so that they can pull and they can know the and with it them. puts them on top. Mm-hmm. So we have to be careful. About these relationships, that push-pull, that eggshell, that now you're questioning your self-esteem. You're feeling anxious all the time. You, you're restless. Mm. Uh, uh, you, you see the signs, but you're not really sure that they're there, but you think that they're there. You, you, you realize that you're lying to your friends and your family mm-hmm. about what's really going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you no longer complain mm-hmm. because they're shutting it down and they are taking away your voice. That's right, that's right. There's a problem,
2: My aunt, ladies and gentlemen. As I went into my, mar- my aunt, as I went into my marriage, she discerned my husband right from the start. And she told me right from the start. And being so, I wanted this so bad, I disregarded everything that she said. It's like everything that she said, it came to pass. And I'm like, are you a prophet? Everything. She hit the nail right on the hand. And she told me the type of person that he was. And I was like in fog and like, no, this is nah. And my advice to young and women, older women, if it's too good to be true, it is 10 times out of 10 times. It, it is. is too good it to be true. Absolutely. Like, um, with these type of men or women, because men, they, they, they receive the abuse yeah. just like us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like they mirror everything that you're looking for. Oh, yeah, absolutely. they're the, yes. the, the French charm and I said yes. mm, nine out of ten times out of ten times they're frogs. Girl, don't, I'm a vegan. He that, became that a that vegan
0: too. <laughs> okay, I'm a vegan. He became a vegan. <laughs> everything that you like.
2: I'm spiritual. Everything that you he like. became Everything about you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Every, everything that you are and they try to discredit because you could be confident in who you are yeah. prior to meeting these people. And then yeah. after leaving um, these relationships, you doubt everything. Like, mm-hmm. I said, I'm not one to toot my own horn, but I said I've held pretty decent jobs throughout my life. And I've noticed in this relationship, I was at rock bottom. Yeah. Like I've lost my home, my house. Mm. My house went foreclosure. I lost, my car was repo. It's like, I felt like at his level because and I said, here I am, I have a college degree, and I uh, got involved with somebody that can't even read a Dr. Seuss book fluently, yep. and I felt at his level at that point, and I'm like, wow, he made me feel, he, he stole my mm-hmm. identity, and he made me feel like him, like, mm-hmm. I said, even if I, I never felt this way before, and I felt like my self-esteem was on the ground, mm-hmm. totally on the ground, and it's like, he got, like, joy out of seeing me at his level and like and I said it's funny that you said you work in domestic violence I actually got him a job at a domestic violence abuse shelter with women and I said wow little did I know that I put you in like a a candy store yeah you're preying on these these abused women at their lowest Mm -hmm. points Mm -hmm. I said you know what I knew a connect I knew a gentleman um he was the manager I said get him a job like yeah he's a good maintenance man Mm mm-hmm I put them in a candy store yeah and it's like they they steal who you are and yeah. they make your, your, your self-esteem to the ground they bring you it's like they where we
0: find them no <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> Lo- everything about you mm-hmm. that they they valued at, in the beginning is everything they hate you for and the and the end of it it's like you're too loud i have a mm-hmm. A sinister laugh, like they say I sound like a joker. Or I said, "That's me." I've noticed him mimicking my laugh. I said, "I can't have nothing for myself." Like no. you mastered my laugh. Like what?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I couldn't even chew gum, and if I chew gum, he
4: would say, "Oh my god, why are you chewing gum?" "Oh my god, why are you chewing gum?" Then next thing I know, he didn't bought a whole pack, two whole packs of gum. I'm like, "What the hell?" <laughs> now, I know you just told me. Then he would say. I never told you not to chew gum.
2: Yes, you did. And then he's said <laughs> Isn't that
4: am gum. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Did you just buy two packs of gum? Oh, I need that for when I'm working at night so I can keep myself up.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness, did y'all enjoy the crazy making story? <laughs> Yeah, so you know, we can make light of it now because we're, you know, we're out of it. And for me, I'm so far removed from it. But, you know, I know that there's some of you that probably just got out of it yesterday or maybe you're still in it and trying to, you know, plan your escape. Um, but the crazy making is real, you know. We can we can go on and on and on giving you so many examples of what we experience and people make light of it sometimes, but it's very much um serious. It's it's very heavy whenever you're in it. And uh but it's funny how, you know, when I hear, you know, women especially kind of talk about their experiences, we've all experienced something very similar. And to be on even more honest with you, these these people don't change. Um and, and not by any means am I saying that we're perfect or am I even bashing um men or even even our um you know, even the manipulators, you know, even the abusers, you know, I'm not bashing them. The truth is, is that we realize who they were. We see who they are and um, it's up to us to make a move because when you start losing yourself and you allow yourself to play the games with them, um, you know, you, you've lost and you've given in and you've given them the power over you. And and that's not what relationships are about. You know, relationships, you know, people say it's a give and take and you know, it's mutual and, and it really should be. Let's just think about what healthy relationships look like. And honestly, a lot of these people don't even know what healthy looks like. They'll manipulate you into thinking that what they're doing is healthy. And then they'll flip it and, and make it seem like um, you're the person that don't want a healthy relationship. I mean, you'll wind up so confused. So I just want, I want us all to be free. I mean, I know that there's a cycle that many of us go through trying to find love. And, you know, we believe that we're supposed to be, you know, ride or die. My ex used to always said it to me, y'all you know, supposed to be ride or die. Um, you know what? That is dangerous. I'm not telling you not to be down for your partner, but I'm saying this. Don't be down for an unhealthy partner. You hear me? Like, don't be down for an unhealthy partner where every time you're with him or her, you feel lost, sick, insignificant, inadequate, insecure because of the things that they're saying or doing or how they're treating you. You know, the thing, you know, look, there is no badge of honor taking someone else's abuse. You do not get one. You get a grave. You get years wasted. You know what I'm saying? You get your, you get, you know, family disconnect. You know, sometimes you lose job. These are the things that you wind up with when you're with an unhealthy partner. So, um, domestic violence awareness month is right now and domestic violence can happen to anyone regardless of your race age sexual orientation religion or gender um so if you're experiencing any of the things that we're telling you or anything anything that we're sharing shall i say um please know that it's not right it's not healthy you deserve better you deserve freedom if you are someone that you know is an abusive relationship or maybe you just have questions about abuse you know there's help out there Down 1-800-799-SAFE that's 1-800-799-7233 um, the hotline.org is another resource and loveisrespect.org l-o-v-e-i-s-r-e-s-p-e-c-t.org and there's so many other resources out there depending on the city or county or state that you live in um, go on google take your cell phone go on google And just research domestic violence awareness or domestic violence um, resources. Okay. Um, So until next time, Sugar Girl Queenie, I am out. I will see you guys here uh, in another week. We will have um, part three. So do not miss part three. Do not miss part three of our discussion. Thank you for tuning in. Um, I love you. And ain't nothing you can do about it.